like sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Huge Views and Brews Show on 1252 Fort Chicago. Cheers. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Fred Hubner with you. A I would say gorgeous Monday night. If you like rain and overcast and 70s, big fan. I am uh, better than the 90s and sweating our butts off. Uh, hope you've had a great weekend. Hope you're going to have a great. Hey, it's game week. That's right. We got the Bears first game, first playoff or first preseason game playoff. Hopefully playoff sometime soon. Uh, the first preseason game this coming Saturday against the Chiefs. Uh, Bears uh, starters are going to start that uh, preseason game, which is good to hear. We didn't see much of that in the Matt Nagy era. So looking forward to seeing at least a quarter or a couple of series or whatever. But we got a lot to talk about tonight. And uh, we are live from the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill, 159 Studios here in beautiful downtown Lockport. Uh, great place. Usually the car shows. And I found out today on the way here, and I'm mentioning this really loud for my guy Mike, that the car shows run through September 26th. So, um, yeah. So, But our shows may change. Our Monday night shows may change so that Mike and I can sit home and watch Monday night football in the near future. But we'll let you guys know that right before we get to the start of the NFL season. September 8th, the first game. The Bears start September 11th. And if you have not bought your tickets yet, we've got the tailgate. Over at Nick and Ivy for the Bears and the 49ers. I will probably be in 49er garb. Sorry, Bears fans, but I'll probably be in 49er garb that day. Over at Nick and Ivy, 40 bucks. You get two drinks. You get a couple of raffle tickets. You get free food. We got our pregame. Me and Fat Mike doing our pregame beginning at 1030 over at Nick and Ivy. We're going to have an awesome time the first Sunday of the NFL. So make sure you jump on in and get involved with that. It is Hume's Views and Brews. And we got a lot of uh, beer talk, but I always like to um, open a beer to start the show. And today, I'm opening a beer that has the Chicago Fire logo on it. Revolution Brewing in the city, over on Kedzie, they did a beer called the Hazy Pitch. And for those that are uninformed, in soccer, they don't call it the field, they call it the pitch. So Hazy Pitch, it's a hazy pale ale. I had three of these the other day at a jam night with um, Rob out in uh, LaGrange Park, and Jim Koblish from uh, Hop District came by with some beers later on. It was great to uh, sit over there in their backyard and listen to some great music throughout the night, but I drank three of the four, so I've got one more left. The Hazy Pitch is really, really good. They uh, did this for the start of the season, and um, I, it was great. I walked into uh, Mariano's, where usually if I'm going to buy beer, I'm usually going to an Orange and Brew or – um, you know, an open bottle or something like that. But I was going to a party. It was really close to Mariano's. Mariano's walked into the cooler, found the hazy pitch. Really good. They call it the City Series, uh, official craft beer of the Chicago Fire. So very, very tasty and very easy drinking. Uh, a lot of people I know, and we'll talk about this throughout the course of our shows, um, this is a 5% alcohol by volume. Miller and Bud are like 4.2. Guinness is 4.1. But a lot of people don't like happier beers. Uh, this is 5%. Very easy drinking. Um, we'll talk about some other great beers in uh, our beer segment a little bit later on. But um, I had a bunch of great ones. I made a lot of stops this week, which is not a bad thing. Uh, a lot of stops to uh, check out some of the beer places. A lot of people right now having anniversaries or Oktoberfests coming up. And I'm going to explain Oktoberfest because it gets a little confusing to people out there. So we'll talk about that in the beer segment. But first, we're going to talk White Sox baseball and we're going to talk some Bears football. But before we do anything, we should actually talk the Chicago Cubs and Jed Hoyer made the announcement around 5 o'clock today that Jason Hayward will not play any more games for the Chicago Cubs. 
He is uh, on the injured list. He's hurt, not playing right now. But he has uh, got a contract that runs through next year, and they are not going to have him play. So they're going to have to figure out what to do with the money he's making, $20-plus million for next season. It's a $184 million deal the Cubs made. And I know Waddle and Sylvie were talking about how um, was $184 million worth a World Series championship because he gave the speech during the rain delay. I don't know. It seems like a lot of money. And maybe if he didn't, they didn't pay him that much, they would have been able to kept some of the keep some of the other guys. But um, if you're a Cub fan, you don't have to worry about Jason Hayward being in the outfield anymore. And you get Fran Mel Reyes. Uh, the Cubs signed Fran Mel Reyes, a guy that was the number four hitter for the Guardians coming into the season this year. He has struggled big time, went down to the minors. He was released, uh, designated for assignment. The Cubs have picked him up. Not a bad deal. David Ross said a guy that can hit home runs. Cubs have a few of those guys. See how he plays out the rest of the season. Maybe they uh, you know, take a flyer on this guy. Maybe they can convince him to stick around next year if, if in fact, he finds a swing once again. Because I know as a White Sox fan, Fran Mel Reyes has beat the White Sox numerous times for Cleveland. So we'll see how things go. But we'll talk some White Sox baseball. Before the show started, Mike and I were sitting here talking. We always BS for the for about an hour beforehand. We were talking about the captain. We were talking about the Derek Jeter documentary. And if you've not seen it yet, even if you're not a Yankee fan, and listen, I hated the Yankees. I still hate the Yankees. It's not the guys on the team. It's just the concept of the Yankees and probably their fans too. But it's the concept of the New York Yankees. Cannot stand them. But Derek Jeter is a guy that he's kind of like, and we talked about it a little bit last week, and hopefully you saw the show we did with, me and Mike and Marchi and Greco and Carmen DeFalco, we talked about that a little bit last week with the captain, and they had two more episodes come out on Thursday. But it's amazing. Derek Jeter didn't have the great numbers, but he was the guy that was always there. He was the captain of the Yankees. He was the guy that helped pull these guys together, and all he wanted to do was win. He never had the big stats, but he always wanted to win, and he did right off the bat when he came to New York. Uh, so if you get a chance, make sure you check out the captain. And um, a couple other things before we get into White Sox baseball. And I know you guys, White Sox fans, they don't play today. So maybe you are eagerly anticipating me to ripping on the White Sox, which I'll get to in a second. How do you only win two out of four against the Rangers in Texas? Come on. Un- embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. But Friday night, I went to see Elton John at, the, at uh, Soldier Field. And Elton John had never played Soldier Field before. This was the last U.S. stop on his farewell Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour. And he was excited to be there. And as a 75-year-old rock and roller, okay, this guy was cranking him out. He opened with Benny and the Jets, went to Philadelphia Freedom. That's why they call it the Blues. He did all the hits. He did Bitches Back. Um, He didn't do Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's here, but I guess he did it on some of the other stops that he had made. I was looking forward to that song, but really, really good show. Had a great time at Elton John at Soldier Field the other day, and um, it was great because I remember, I think the, one of the first albums I bought, I think, uh, when I was in high school was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Bought it on album, bought it on cassette, bought it on 8-track. It stuck, and the tape broke. Then I had to buy another 8-track, then bought it on a CD. So I got I had so many copies of Goodbye Yellowbrook Road. It was absolutely crazy. I, I didn't really buy a lot of Olivia Newton-John, but it's very, very sad. She passed away today at the age of 73. And um, if you were, grew up in the 70s and 80s, Olivia Newton-John was everywhere. And uh, her starring in Greece with John Travolta and you know, the movies. And uh, it's very, very sad. She had breast cancer. It seemed like for a while she was going to pull through. And... Um, yeah, as people that know me, people that know anybody that has struggled with cancer, uh, cancer sucks. Uh, there's a reason that people want to wear FC as a tattoo for fuck cancer. And, um, you know, Sylvia and I talked about it quite a bit. We had we lost uh, Jeff Dickerson, Jeff Dickerson's wife, my wife, cancer blows, and uh, takes another one in Olivia Newton-John earlier today. Um, and it's been a rough year with James Kahn, Paul Sorvino, Ray Liotta, Olivia Newton-John, it's like everybody we watched back in the days slowly but surely starting to go away, and uh, that's sad. 
very, very sad. Um, and so are the White Sox. Nice little segue there, right? Um, the White Sox are sad. They're 55 and 53. And there was an album, probably a lot of different artists have done this, but I know Bachman Turner Overdrive or BTO, as they were called, they had a song. And in the song, it said, you're only as good as your last album. Only as good as your last record. Well, in baseball, I guess you're only as good as your last game. And the White Sox won their last game. They had four guys get three hits in their in the game the other day. Um, Pollock is leading off because Tim Anderson finally set out his suspension. Uh, it was reduced from three games to two games. He had three hits. Abreu had three hits. Larry Garcia had three hits. Um, it's crazy. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with a three-hit game, his 10th three-hit game of the season. Maybe, I know, we've said it for weeks, but maybe this is what turns the White Sox around. Now they've got Kansas City and Detroit. And I saw someone post earlier today, if they don't go 5-2 and two against Kansas City and Detroit in the rest of this week, they're in big trouble. Because right now the Baltimore Orioles have moved past them in the wild card chase. The Baltimore Orioles right now are right behind Tampa Bay and Seattle. They're two games behind for the wild card. Cleveland also two games behind. White Sox are three games back. In the division, Minnesota has a one-game lead over Cleveland, and the White Sox are two games back. So it's really important for the White Sox to step up. Sox have a twin bill against Kansas City on Tuesday. The first game, the Sox have gone 12-22 and 22 in the first game of series this year. It's not the way to start a series. You don't want to be chasing. Now you're playing Kansas City. It would be nice to go to KC. And I really, I was thinking about going to this three game, this four game series. You got doubleheader on Tuesday, single game Wednesday, and a single game on Thursday. Perfect time. I was supposed to go to Kansas City two years ago before COVID hit. And want to go to the Negro League Hall of Fame, want to go to Kauffman Stadium, all that kind of stuff. And I looked at the schedule. Last week, I said, you know what? Maybe I'll go. But instead, I'm going to go see Bears practice on Wednesday. And then next year, go to Kansas City. Maybe when the White Sox are playing a little bit better. But Tim Anderson did decide to sit out his two games. Anderson is 8 for 26, hitting 222 in the first inning since coming back from his injury in June. He's been struggling. He's been striking out. He was brutal in Texas in the games he did play. And A.J. Pollock... Since July 23rd, hitting 310, 396 on base, 500 slugging percentage. Not hitting the home runs, but he's hitting 415 when he hits first in the order. We'll wait and see what Tony La Russa does in game two of the doubleheader tomorrow because Anderson's going to miss the first game. See what he does with Pollock. <clears throat> if you have, you have success, you've got to be able to tell a guy like Tim Anderson, I don't care if he's a leader or not you got to be able to tell them, hey, Timmy, we're going to set you down in the lineup a little bit. We're going to move you down a little bit because Pollock's hot. We're going to ride the hot pony, okay? And um, we'll see if Tony does it. Veteran guy, veteran manager. Let's see if he actually figures these things out. I'm going to be coughing a lot throughout the course of the show because – What's the question? The question is, okay, uh, uh, Adam? Yeah. I'll just say Adam. Sorry, Adam, I'm butchering your name. What do you think of Luis? Luis Arise. Yeah, Luis Arise played first base with Minnesota. The White Sox can't get him out. And um, Minnesota right now has a two-game lead over the White Sox. They got screwed yesterday on a call at the plate. It was reviewed in New York. Um, it's a tough rule. Gary Sanchez, they said, was blocking the plate. They didn't give Whit Merrifield anywhere to go. I don't know. He kind of had the whole other side of the plate. But uh, the guys in New York said, no, it was wrong. Larissa mm -hmm. Rise is a great player, really a good young player, hits everything, and uh, hard to strike out, one of the hardest guys in baseball to strike out. <coughs> and um, so we'll see. We'll see how the, well, the White Sox and Twins got to play again coming up soon. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Sox trying to figure out how to beat these guys because they can't seem to beat Cleveland either. They struggle against them. And they've been struggling with a lot of guys. I mentioned Andrew Vaughn. Ten three-hit games so far this season. He had three last year. He's a guy that's got to be in the lineup all the time. And Yasmani Grandal, boy, does he blow. It's nice that people actually finally realize how he sucks. Okay? He can't catch. 
He doesn't hit very well. Someone posted a great stat the other day. He's been on base, was it 70? More than 70 times. 70 times. times And he scored seven times. The guy's brutal. He can't run on the bases. Less than 10% of scoring. Yeah, he's not hitting for power. He's not hitting for power. He's singling. He's hitting the other way. Um, He's absolutely brutal. But now that they got rid of Reese McGuire, they've got him and Sebi Zavala behind the plate. And one of the guys, um, I saw Herb Lawrence posted something. Big Sox fan. And he posted how bad the at-bat was that Sebi Zavala had yesterday. It was one of the worst at-bats I've seen in the major leagues. He went to the plate. He swung at three balls as if he never even looked at where the ball was going. He just swung and then walked back to the dugout. It was one of the most embarrassing at-bats I've ever seen. And I posted that. And I agreed with uh, Herb after I saw that. And someone else got on and said that Tim Anderson did the same thing last week. If, in fact, that happens, you've got to pull the guy. Now, if somebody Zavala does it, that means you got to put Asmani Grandal in. That's not good. That's not, yeah, that's not good news for anybody. So, we'll see. Uh, doubleheader. Sox have the day off today, so you can enjoy your beverage like I am. And like I said, I got, I've had a throat going on for about a, for two weeks now. My throat's been bothering me, but the beer helps. Especially this one. This is very good. The hazy pitch from Revolution Brewing. Okay. A couple more stats. Jose Abreu is just on fire. He just goes to the plate. He's hitting everything. He's going deep when they need to. He's getting the big hits. I mentioned he was one of the guys that had three hits yesterday. And it was so funny. The last year or two, White Sox fans saying, oh, he's too old. He can't. He's been, he leads the major, he leads the American League in RBIs over the last three, four years. He's the guy that drives the runs in. He's the guy that's driving in all the runs for the White Sox. And now Eloy's starting to hit the ball. Luis Roberts starting to hit the ball. And with Andrew Vaughn and all that, Tony's got a lot of guys now that are starting to hit the ball. Hopefully they do it on this, this stretch this week because when you got Kansas City and Detroit, you got to play better. you got to win games. And it starts tomorrow afternoon, that first game of the doubleheader. Quickly, a look at the um, playoff, the wild card standings. First in the American League, I mentioned Toronto is your wild card leader with Tampa Bay and Seattle. So they would go to the playoffs right now with Baltimore two back, Cleveland two back, and also the White Sox three back. In the American League, the Yankees and the Astros will get a bye. But since the All-Star game, the Yankees are like 6-11. and 11. They've struggled big time. And they brought Frankie Montas over. Montas did not pitch well yesterday. I think they've lost five straight, the Yankees have. They've been struggling big time. They, they need their pitchers to step up. Garrett Cole got blistered the other day by Seattle in the first inning, giving up three homers and six runs. Uh, they need their guys to step up. We'll wait and see what the Yankees do. Houston is a damn good team. If I hate this phrase. I used to hate it when I worked in the radio. Absolutely the worst phrase in sports. If the season were to end today, but I'm using it today, okay? In the American League, the Yankees and the Astros would get a bye. And then Seattle would travel to Minnesota to play a three-game series all in Minnesota, and Tampa Bay would go to Toronto. <coughs> Again, a three-game series, the new wildcard system. In the National League, the Dodgers and the Mets would get a bye. The Dodgers just get done with sweeping the Padres. The Padres, it's nice to get Juan Soto, but when Bellinger's going oppo twice in a game on Sunday night, it doesn't matter how much fun it was listening to Juan Soto talk on ESPN. But the Dodgers are a tough team to beat. And they got Walker Mueller, <coughs> Walker Bueller and Dustin May coming back. And every year I have to ask this question. The 2015 draft, Rick Hahn, three guys from Vanderbilt went in the first round. The first pick was Dansby Swanson. The 24th pick was Walker Bueller. The White Sox picked eighth or ninth, and they took Carson Fulmer. <coughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I don't care how hurt Walker Bueller was. He had to be better than Carson Ful- or Carson Fulmer. Unbelievable. He was brutal. And a ninth guy, too, right after the White Sox drafted him, he walked past the ESPN studios with his family, and I waved to him, and he looked at me like, how did this guy know who I was? 
because he hadn't even made it to the big leagues. He's been bouncing around, bouncing around. But Walker Bueller is a number one, and he's going to be coming back for the Dodgers. We'll see what happens now with uh, Scherzer getting hurt with his back injury and things like that. I got more baseball and some more Bears. Um, what the hell did the Milwaukee Brewers do trading Josh Hader? We talked about it a little bit last week. They had a two-game lead in the division over C- over St. Louis. <coughs> During the all or when the trade out trade deadline happened, as of this morning, it was St. Louis with a two game lead because the Brewers had blown a couple of late inning leads. Trading Josh Hader made no sense at all, absolutely none. He'll help the Padres, but the Brewers could have just mailed out their their chance to get to a postseason. The Dodgers I mentioned sweep the Padres. They outscored them twenty to four over the weekend. They've beaten the Padres eight of 10 games this season. Now, Fernando Tatis is back playing in the minors. Uh, he didn't get any spring training either, so I don't know that he's going to come up anytime soon. Yankees, I mentioned, struggled since the All-Star break. But I don't know. If you are if you hate the Yankees like me, does that mean you love the Mets? If you're a Cub fan, you hate the Mets. I mean, Ron Sano jumped up one time and his hair caught on fire at Chase, Old Chase Stadium. His toupee, I should say. Um, Jacob deGrom came back five and two thirds yesterday, gives up one hit, a home run, left the game after striking out 12. He was amazing. And they were showing his slider. Uh, I was watching some of the game yesterday and then they also showed it on MLB central earlier today. Absolutely amazing. When you're throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball and your sliders at 96, there's no time for anybody to figure out what that is. And they've got him. They've got other pitchers coming back. They've got Daniel Vogelbach is just he went from first to third on a first to home on a double yesterday. One of the coolest things you've ever seen. Um, yes, he can run. And it was funny because Mark DeRosa compared him to Mike Allstott. He goes, he looks like Mike Allstott running the bases from first to third. We're in Lockport, not far from where Mike Allstott made his um, bones in high school. Yeah. So um, a lot of great baseball going on. Hopefully the White Sox. Again, I don't think the White Sox can beat the Yankees or the Astros, but you got to try to win your division. You got to get into the postseason, see what happens once you get there. I think the pitching's coming around. Chilito was a tough watch yesterday with his five innings. He struggled to get through it. Um, Lance Lynn's pitching better. Michael Kopech always seems to have something. Oh, I got this. My man bun's too tight. Something. He's got a problem always. Oh, my foot didn't come down right. Oh, something's happening here. Uh, Dylan Cease is just amazing. What Dylan Cease has been doing, and someone posted the other day when Dane Dunning was facing the White Sox, and he shut him down big time on Saturday. And someone posted, they said, yeah, today's the day that everybody says, yeah, Dane Dunning, the guy that the White Sox shouldn't have traded, uh, uh, they should have tra- sent Dylan Cease uh, to Texas for Lance Lynn. I was that guy. I like Dane Dunning. And he has struggled this year, but mark my words, Dane Dunning is going to be a good pitcher in the major leagues. He may not ever be as good as Dylan Cease. Rick Hahn, you won on that one, okay? You did not get rid of Dylan Cease. We got some football news. You know what? Let's take a quick break. We come back, we'll do football and beer stuff, because I got a lot of beer stuff too. I ran into a lot of beer guys, talked to a lot of beer people. I have a couple of beer people to thank to we'll do that it's hubes views and brews monday nights until we change till tuesdays we'll discuss that with mike in the near future uh right here on 1252 sports hello this is paul from nick and ivy brewing company we are located at 1026 south state street in historic downtown lockport illinois we are very excited to be partnering up with the fat mike chicago sports show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in lockport while catching the game of your favorite team stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend loved one or complete stranger 
stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Hi, this is Kathy O'Connell at Coach's Corner, located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Our phone number is 708-364-1026. We are Orland Park's number one sports bar. Come in for our wonderful beer menu and seltzers with a fully stocked bar. Watch a game, drink a beer, and try something off our amazing menu. We have everything to choose from, nachos, potato skins, and our house-made bar chips to start off with. Then try our tacos, burgers, and one of our delicious sandwiches. And don't leave without trying our famous jumbo wings. They do not disappoint. Coach's Corner, it will sure to become your local bar. Again, we are located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Come see us today. Welcome back in live from the uh, the the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill, one fifty nine Studios here in beautiful downtown Lockport. And uh, if you've not checked out the Whistle, and you follow them on Facebook, they have they have events going on all the time, uh, constantly. They got deals going on, specials going on. Great place. Um, check them out. The Whistle Sports Bar and Grill. Um, we talked baseball. Let's get into some football because. It's game week. The Bears take on the Kansas City Chiefs this coming Saturday, noon kickoff at Soldier Field. And um, looking forward to seeing some of these Bears, seeing what uh, Matt Eberflus and uh, Luke Getze and what they can do. And I know it's so funny because you look forward to the beginning of preseason. And after one quarter, you say, okay, let's start the regular season because you don't care anymore. And that's usually the way it's going to be probably this year, too. But I cannot wait to see this Bears team get out on the field. I'm starting to get excited about this Bears team. More Bears shirt and everything today. And um, I'm excited. And not only because I want to see what Justin Fields does, but I think Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are going to be able to run the football. And I know last week, Carmen sat right here and said, oh, you don't need to run the football in the NFL. You need to throw the ball. I understand that. I understand that's the way it's going in the NFL. But I think that David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert and and um, uh, Kerry Blazingame, they're, they're a fullback. That's right. There's a fullback that can open some holes. I think that uh, these guys are going to put an offense out there that may be different than an offense that Chicago Bears fans have seen in a long time. And I know Nikhil Henry got hurt. Some reports, no one, and uh, Nikhil Harry, no one's 100% sure what the injury is. Some people say a high ankle strain, a sprain. Um, they say it could be four to six weeks. Who knows? But you've got Darnell Mooney. And I saw some people this week, and I know Mike's going to love this. I saw some people this week that said Darnell Mooney's running his routes like a, like a number one. That's right. I know. Carmen poo-pooed you. I've been poo-pooing you. 
because you say that Darnell Mooney could be a number one, and he is the Bears' number one, but he can run his routes. Him and Josh Fields, him and Fields have worked together so much in the offseason. Um, Equiminia St. Brown, Pringle, who's also hurt, but you got Vellis Jones. I'm not going to say junior. I don't think his dad's playing right now, so I don't think you'll confuse him with anybody. Um, you got other guys out there that are going to get an opportunity. You'll see a lot of them in the preseason. So I'm eager to see how that all plays out. And I'm eager to see what Cole Komet does. This is this is do or die for Cole Komet. They jumped up to draft you. You're a local kid. You got to show some pride. And he said the practice they had on Friday at Hallis Hall was the hardest practice he's ever been through. And they said they worked the guys hard. And I cannot wait to see this team when they take the field on Saturday. And also, uh, four, three preseason games. I think there's only three this year, I think. Um, and you get Adam Amin calling the game, along with Jim Miller Luke and uh, Luke Canellis on the sidelines. And uh, Adam Amin's awesome. He's very, very good. He'll be calling games for Fox throughout the course of the year. He'll probably get some Bears games during the year. So check that game out. Catch the game. And uh, there's a good chance that if you're got doing nothing, come on over to Nick and Ivy on Saturday because there's a good chance you may see us sitting there bellied up to the bar watching some Bears football on Saturday afternoon. Braxton Jones is a left tackle. He's a rookie. They throw him in there against Robert Quinn. No problem. I'm I'm good. And he he holds his own. And I like what the Bears and Ryan Poles have done with the offensive line. They've gone out and picked guys up. I know Lucas Patrick, the center, got hurt. I know so. But you know what? They're working on it. It's a work in progress. And I think every Bears fan knows that. And it's a team that they're that basically you're taking them from ground zero. You're trying to build this team up. Uh, you know that the guys they drafted are going to be starting in the secondary with Kyler Gordon and also Jaquan Brisker. Uh, Eddie Jackson says that Brisker's asking all the right questions. I don't know that he's asking them to the right guy. If he's asking Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson might tell him how to how to coast on plays and not make tackles and never use your arms. Hopefully he doesn't ask those questions because that's basically what Eddie Jackson's done for the last three years. So hopefully he gets better. The Roquan Smith situation, he's going to sign before the season starts. And I don't, I'm not sure you're too worried about Roquan Smith getting out there, even with a lack of practice. Tevin Jenkins, we sat here last Tuesday with Marchie and Greco and Carmen DeFalco talking about Tevin Jenkins. We had no idea what was going on. Now it appears that he was hurt and he's at practice and he's working his way into playing. I hope so. I like what I saw from Jenkins. I like what I saw from Borum. They've got a, a group of guys to choose from in the offensive line, and that's what so many Bears fans have bitched and moaned about last year. Josh Fields, we just have to wait and see. And um, you know what? He's got the pedigree. He did it at Ohio State. He can run. He can move. He can do all the things that a quarterback in the NFL needs to do nowadays. So I'm looking forward to it. Cannot wait for that first preseason game coming up on Saturday. I had mentioned this to Mike. And if you get a chance, the Jay Cutler podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a lot of other places. If, heck, you can find it on YouTube. I was scanning YouTube the other day, and there it was. But the latest Jay Cutler podcast is with Brian Erlacher. And if you're a Bears fan, to hear two, two guys that played for this organization 54 minutes of talk, and they chatter, and they talk for 17 minutes, and Erlacher goes, are you recording yet? And they were just talking as buddies, as pals, and you were getting great stuff, family stuff, playing for the Bears at the time, decisions the Bears made, how Erlacher got to where he did, when he was drafted, and all that stuff. He would not even have been the middle linebacker. He started as the uh, uh, Sam linebacker, I think it was, and then Barry Minter got hurt. And they told him, Greg Blash says, hey, go in and play Go in and play the mic. He goes, I haven't taken any snaps of the mic. He goes, just run to the ball. We'll figure it out in, in camp or we'll figure it out during the week. And that was the last time he ever moved. And some great, great stuff. Check it out. The uh, Jay Cutler podcast with Brian Ur Erlacher, the most recent one. So a lot of football stuff. We talked a lot of Bears. Um, the Chicago Fire. I would usually talk about the Chicago Fire a lot if they played well. And you know what they're doing now? They're playing well. The last five games, they've won four of them. They are now in a playoff position. They knocked off Charlotte the other day, three to two. 
Uh, Casper Shabilko with two goals. The guy they got from Philadelphia to score goals is finally scoring some goals. Uh, Shakiri, the guy they spent big money on, making great assists. Uh, it's a fun team to watch right now. They're fun games to watch. They got about nine games left to go. Hopefully they can get move up a little bit in the playoff standings, make the postseason in the Eastern Conference. They got a lot of young players. It's a fun team to watch. I'm enjoying the heck out of them. There are eight, eight wins, 10 losses, six draws. For those who don't understand, in, in soccer, you get three points for every win. So eight wins, that's 28 by three, that's 24. And six draws, you get a point for every draw, tie, uh, and that's 30. So they have 30 points right now, and they're right there. They're in the playoff picture. Again, if the season were to end today, which it's not ending today. So anyway, that's enough for the sports. Because it is Hume's Views and Brews. We talked a lot of sports. Heck, 37 minutes of sports. And um, I want to talk about some of the places I've hit over the last uh, week or so. A lot of beer stops started with Nick and Ivy last week. And that's not doesn't surprise anyone. One of our big sponsors here on the state or the show uh, and on the network, the 1252 Sports Network here. Nick and Ivy, great sponsor. They got a new sour out there. Check it out when you get a chance. I went to the open door, and the open door is run by a guy named Dylan, and Dylan opened this up in Clarendon Hills, and it's not just beer. It's beer, wine, spirits. I went there last week, got a flight of beer. Beers were great. People were ordering all kinds of stuff. They're ordering mojitos and daiquiris and everything else and getting their wine and all that stuff. I like places that just serve beer because it's so much easier and quicker. Um Takes a little while to make all those drinks for the servers behind the bar. They were cranking them out, doing a great job. So um, if you get a chance, check out the open door in Clarendon Hills. I went to Noon Whistle the other day. Noon Whistle, there's two of them. And I'm going to go to one another one on Thursday, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But I went to the Noon Whistle in Lombard. It was their original location. It was a smaller place. They knocked out the wall, built a kitchen, expanded their place. They have music. They had a Rolling Stones cover band there the other day. Um, I did not stay for that, but I went there because they had a beer called Guy on the Couch, which, hell, think about it. That's like all of us. We're the guy on the couch. And um, it was a hazy IPA. I'm pretty sure it was a hazy IPA. Let me see. Yes, hazy. No, that's coming up. Well, it was a good beer. Hazy uh, Guy on the Couch. I'm drinking this one, and I'm talking about another one they got coming up. But it was for a charity thing. Ales for ALS, and it's a nationwide thing. A lot of the breweries did this <coughs> for ALS. We know that our guy, Steve McMichael, struggling with this disease right now. So I went there and uh, ordered one of their beers, and then I had some others because they have so many. They have like 28 beers on tap at their place in Lombard and their place in Naperville. <coughs> Hold on. I need to take another sip. we got to calm the throat down. So anyway, yes, ah, my my uh, my granddaughter, Ellie, when I take a sip of something, I go, ah, so then she takes a sip of her juice box and says the same thing. She takes a sip and she goes, ah, yeah, so Ellie's a good time. My grandkids are fun. Again, inherited grandkids, whatever. I love them. Um, so when I'm at the bar, I post a picture. I say, come on out to Noon Whistle, Ales for ALS. It'll be cool. And as I do it, next thing I know, the two two of the owners are there talking to me. Paul and Mike, great guys. They're both Sox fans. We're talking White Sox. We're talking beer. Um, I told them lots of stories. So Bizarro World, Paul and Mike. Paul and Mike, yeah. 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 Paul from Nick and Ivy and Mike from here. Yeah. <laughs> but I told them a weird story, and I haven't told this story before on the air. Everybody knows, well, if you're a beer fan, you know Chet Brett. My guy, Chet Brett. Everybody's guy, Chet Brett. Six, seven, six, eight. He he helped me, introduce me to a lot of beer people. After my wife passed away in October of 2019, the next day, you have to go make the funeral arrangements. So after I made the funeral arrangements at Russo's Funeral Home in Hillside, one of the coolest places, it could be a casino if it wasn't. I'm sorry. I know it's weird if it wasn't a funeral home, but it's it's lush, it's lavish, it's a great place. But anyway, so I'm leaving there after making the arrangements, and this is just my wife dies one day. I make the arrangements the next day, and I said, I got to stop for a beer. So where do I go? 
I go to Noon Whistle, and I sit down at Noon Whistle in Lombard, right there on Roosevelt Road, and I stop and I have a beverage. And as I'm having the beer, who sits next to me? It's none other than Chet Brett. So I tell the story to Paul and Mike from Noon Whistle the other day. We're talking about a lot of stuff. We're talking White Sox. We're talking about a lot of other things. We're talking about their ales for ALS. And we're talking about the fact that I'm going to head back there this Thursday. I might go to Naperville on Thursday because they have a gummy colada. And the gummy series is something that Noon Whistle did. They're hazy IPAs, and they're awesome, okay? They got a gummy colada coming out, a hazy IPA on Thursday with pineapple and coconut. I'm all in, okay? You got to go to the tap room to check them out. So on Thursday, if you get a chance, head out to the tap room at Noon Whistle uh, in Lombard. I think I'm going to head out to Naperville on Thursday and grab uh, some and definitely enjoy one or two of the gummy coladas. So I stopped at Noon Whistle. That was awesome. Then I stopped on Thursday at Goldfinger Brewing. Goldfinger Brewing, Tom Beckman does a great, great job making tremendous lagers, Hellas lagers, Pilsners, all that stuff. Their second anniversary came up this past weekend. I didn't know if I could make it, so I stopped there on Thursday to have a beer and say hi to the guys. And so I had a beverage, had two beverages, uh, and enjoyed the heck out of it. Okay, then I went back on Sunday because I did have time on Sunday, went back and tried their two beers that they made for their anniversary, the second lagerversary. Okay, since they make lagers, makes sense, right? So they have a pre-prohibition 5.8 alcohol beer. That was tremendous. And Tom posted online, it's dangerously drinkable. There is no doubt about it. Dangerously drinkable. If I was with other people that could have drove me home, I would have had several. But I had one because I wanted to try their Italian Pilsner that they made. And the Italian Pilsner was very, very good. And he said, no, it's not similar to the Italian beer that comes in a green bottle. And it's not. It was very, very good. And when I got the beer poured for me, the server at Goldfinger said, Make sure you come back during the week because we're going to start slow pouring this this Italian Pilsner. And you're going to see the difference. Cannot wait to get back to Goldfinger. That's amazing. I mentioned Hop District because I ran into Jim Koblish and his his wife, I think wife, partner, um, Shane, at uh, the jam night I went to in uh, LaGrange Park. And Jim brought over a cul-de-sac King Kolsch. Now, if you've not been to Hop District yet, one of the newest breweries to open, the 300th brewery to open in the state of Illinois, okay? It's in LaGrange Park, uh, just off of LaGrange Road on 31st Street. Great little place, and uh, slowly but surely, he's adding more tanks, getting more of his own beers up there. The um, cul-de-sac King Colch, very, very good, so make sure you check that out if you get the opportunity. Okay, as I always do when I do these shows, I want to make sure I mention some of the upcoming things we have going on for in the beer industry. But before I do, why don't we take, uh, hear from some of our other sponsors? We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll hear about some of the other breweries. And I will explain, I will explain Oktoberfest because it's Oktoberfest, but it starts in September. What the hell is this? Nobody understands. I'll explain where Oktoberfest started from and then why it starts, when it does. We'll get to all that and more right here on Hubes Views and Brews on 1252 Sports. Fuzzy football, are you ready, brother? Real football action on a glossy game surface, play shuffle style. Slide a shuffle puck at pass or run targets, and a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail. Easy to learn, but this game of skill is difficult to master. Take care of the ball, or turnovers will kill your drive. The game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning, and it's perfectly sized to take anywhere. The park, a barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game nights. Fozzie football is simply the best, most realistic and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves, and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama where a last-second Hail Mary can break hearts 
or make champions. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000 square foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Welcome back live from the uh, the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill Studio here. Whistle Sports Bar and Grill Studio 159 uh, here in beautiful downtown Lockport. And um, one last segment here for Hubes Views and Brews. And don't forget also, if you get a chance, you're looking for a cigar. You're looking for something to smoke um, that's legal. Well, I guess everything's legal nowadays, right? But head on over to Habano Cigars in uh, Homer Glen. Mike's been there a couple times. They got a lot of stuff going on. One of our newer sponsors. So I uh, get on over there. I was a cigar smoker a, a while ago. And when I go to the doctor, it's funny. They have they have former smoker. So, but if I go to Habano Cigars, then I'll be a current smoker. So Because uh, I was a Macanudo guy and I had some other guys, other cigars I was a big fan of. So we will uh, get out there. But I'll, get out there if you're, you like the cigars. Um, Habano Cigars, really nice place right there on 143rd in Homer Glen. So a couple other things I wanted to get to. We had the guys from Funky Town Brewing on a couple weeks ago. Okay. They're great guys. They're working on a pilot project and the pilot project actually has a big festival coming up this weekend, but so does um, there's a festival coming up this week called Barrel and Flow. And it is in Pittsburgh. Uh, There are 30 black owned breweries with 150 vendors, 55 different collaborations. If you're on a trip, and I know there's a lot of people that are in the area, it's uh, still the summer, they're looking for a place to go, uh, be an awesome place to head on out to. I've, I've driven to Pittsburgh before, not bad, seven, eight-hour drive. Pittsburgh's a great place. I want to go to a game at PNC, still want to get out there. have not had the chance, but Barrel and Flow is, play, is this weekend, so get out there if you can. Other events coming up, Friday and Saturday, August uh, 12th and 13th, that this coming week, Skeleton Key Brewing, and we know Skeleton Key's story, okay? Skeleton Key Brewing had the um, the tornado come through. They had a roof blown off. They're back. They're, they're cranking their beers out. They're going to have a multi-holiday celebration coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. They're going to have four different rooms. They're going to have a winter wonderland celebrating Christmas, a family fun room, kind of like birthdays with balloons and streamers and everything, a spooky den for Halloween, and also an Oktoberfest area. So if you get a chance, go to Skeleton Key this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to head out there, hopefully head out there Friday and or Saturday. I'm pretty close to there right now until they finish my house in beautiful downtown Lockport. Um, So, yeah, and they have the, um, oh, I can't read my own writing. Shoot the something. Oh, they have they have a they have a great beer coming out for Oktoberfest, and uh, they're going to have a chance to have some of that a little bit earlier. I'll, I'll get to my Oktoberfest explanation in a minute. Ike and Oak is a brewery I don't talk much about because I'm an idiot, but Ike and Oak has great food and their beer is really really good. Coming up this weekend, Saturday the 13th, they have Eight Life Grand, a haze fest. They're going to have beers from, they're going to have, the breweries are going to be there, Workforce, More Brewing, Noon Whistle, Skeleton Key, Alter, Will County Brewing, an awesome place, Will County Brewing with Jamie out there, uh, Maplewood Brewing, Miskatonic Brewing, all kinds of great stuff. That's coming up this weekend at Ike and Oak on Saturday the 13th, starts at 12 o'clock. And then Nick and Ivy, our guy, Paul, he's got his second anniversary bash coming up Friday through Sunday. February, uh, August 23rd, I'm sorry, 26th through the 28th. And cannot wait. Going to have uh, uh, food popping up. Going to have music. Going to have different beers coming up. That's coming up in Nick and Ivy in downtown Lockport. 
Cannot wait. Coming up on the 26th and 28th, we'll talk more about that as it gets a little closer. Now, let me explain Oktoberfest. Because everyone says Oktoberfest, there's people celebrating Oktoberfest in, in September. What the heck's going on? It's not October yet. Okay, here is where Oktoberfest came from. And I looked this up to make sure I had it right. I, I knew who it was. I'm sorry. I knew what it was. I didn't know who they were. Not that you guys recognize these guys. The Bavarian Crown Prince Louis, later the King Louis I of Bavaria, married, oh, stop laughing, I'm coughing. He married his princess. The royal family invited the citizens of Munich to attend the festivities. They were held on the fields in front of the city gates of Munich. The fields were named the Theresienweiss, that's Theresa's Fields. Now, they then decided that they would repeat the festivities each and every year. Now, what happens is it's a two-week period of festival and celebration, and it ends on the first Sunday of October. So the first Sunday of October this year is October 2nd. So on October 2nd, Oktoberfest ends, which means Oktoberfest starts on Saturday, September 17th. There's a lot of breweries coming up with Oktoberfest celebrations. We'll be talking about all of them because there's some great ones coming up. The Right Deck guys have one in Streamwood. Every brewery has an Oktoberfest celebration coming up. Cannot wait. But Oktoberfest starting Saturday, September 17th, ends October 1st. Yay. The Germans love to celebrate. I said it ends October 1st, 1st or 2nd, depending on how you look at it, if it ends on the uh, first Sunday of the month, which will be October 2nd. So it's going to be fun, a two-week period. Oktoberfest beers are great. I'll have a lot of Oktoberfest beers here in coming weeks. I hope to have the guys from Noon Whistle, Paul and Mike, in here. They want to come in the studio. Uh, Mike actually went to school here in Lockport, so he said he cannot wait to get down here and uh, enjoy a few beers and sit here on the podcast. They're big Sox fans. We'll talk about that as we go a little bit further on. So I've had a great time tonight. I've enjoyed this beer. Uh, Mike's got a show coming up on Wednesday. We also have Harry on uh, Friday with his overs and unders. We have Jacob Charnow on Sunday with football. This kid knows more football than a lot of us do. And this kid's just going to Syracuse now. <coughs> Amazing. Hold on. Another drink first. So lots of stuff going on. On 1252 Sports. Make sure also, if you want to come out for our tailgate and Nick and Ivy coming up on September 11th, Bears Niners, check it out. Go to uh, my website, go to the 1252 website and check us out on Facebook. You can get your tickets for 40 bucks. You get a couple of beers, a couple of raffle tickets, free food, and you get to see me and Mike do a pregame show at Nick and Ivy on the opening Sunday of the NFL. Until next week or until you see Mike on Wednesday. Thanks for jumping on in. Hume's Views and Brews, I'll see you again next Monday right here on 1252 Sports. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.